Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. And we're back for season two. Sam's got a wife who can't wait to screw. Sam fucking kills a guy. Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Leet. Yeah! Welcome back to a new season of Oh Boy! It's Kristen and Leet. Thank you for bearing with us uh, through our short hiatus between seasons. Yeah. Um, we're back. We're back. What? It's... What? It's It's March. It's March. It was snowing today, which is absolute bullshit. Yeah, it's beautiful out. Yeah. Um, what is this? This is a show where we uh, watch an episode of Quantum Leap and then talk about the episode of Quantum Leap that we just previously watched. Yeah, and this one was, uh, was really something. It was really exciting. Like I said, it's the first episode of season two. So first of all, let's just talk about how I was duped. Oh, yeah, your prediction for this episode was way off. Way, way, way off. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. You said why. that Sam was going to leap into, like, um, a, 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 a sorority girl. Yeah, yeah, who was going to, like, you know, do some strong feminist stuff. So the- we're, I'm giving you 0% on this one. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't pull it out of nowhere, guys. I really promise that the the teaser at the end of the season one finale did show him in a bath with another girl coming up and saying, like, congratulations, Miss Vice President. I, I didn't make it up, guys. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. No, my assumption is that because that was the last season of episode one, they hadn't yet determined what the episode order would be for this season. They were waiting to see if they got renewed or whatever. Yeah, they were waiting to see or whatever. And so then they were like, oh, what's a good cliffhanger? Oh, I know. Let's do a cliffhanger where he jumps into a woman. We'll see that eventually. I think that's like episode three or four of this season. Yeah, but instead we got this one. This is called Honeymoon Express. Yeah. Um, which is apt. Sure. It tells you everything you need to know. He's on his honeymoon on a train. And it's just basically... Like, yes, it is largely about... Um, he has to help his new his new bride, Diane McBride, <laughs> which I thought was fun, yeah. um, pass her bar exam he also has to stop, um, what is it, like, uh, the Russians from attacking yeah, a that's, YouTube that, Well, that's, that's the thing that Al wants him to do. Let's, let's yeah. get into this episode opens with Al at a, at a Senate hearing where he has to justify the existence of Project Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, he has to tell, he's telling all these senators, it's probably like a... a small room of like half a dozen senators would you say oh yeah like uh well i could tell you specifically that there are five senators there are five senators in the room would you like to tell me what their names are so i go on imdb to just see who's in this episode the five senators in this episode are credited as u.s senator black senator woman senator (laughs) yankee senator southern senator those are the five senators yep um, anyway, um, <laughs> so Al, like, let, uh, we'll just present that to you with no comment. Yeah. 
Al um, <laughs> has to uh, justify to these senators the existence of Project Quantum Leap. And in doing so, they actually do, do a pretty tight kind of um, backdoor uh, summary of what the premise of the show is. And he's yeah. um, giving all the basic necessary information for the people who didn't see season one, where he's like, okay, uh, I can appear to him as a hologram. We can talk and I give him information, but he can't touch me and nobody else in the world can see me. And also like, here are some of his great adventures from last season. Yeah. Isn't this a fun uh, episode of our lives? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and uh, so so in this court trial, I think the thing that that uh, that struck out to me the most, apart from the fact that there was no gushy and uh, there was no man dressed as Lincoln, um, I was yeah. I was hoping for that, but that's fine. But uh, mainly that Al is there to explain that God has taken over the Quantum Leap Project, mm-hmm. basically, and they just have to trust in God, and they're yeah. like. Do you understand why we can't really do that? <laughs> yeah, they're very skeptical. Um, they're also, they're poo-pooing kind of the things that... Like, you are trying to tell us that God sent Sam Beckett to um, whatever, some farm in 19-whatever, to make sure that Buddy Holly wrote Peggy Sue. Yeah. And I'm like, fair. Yeah. Fair point. Like, it's a... I, I don't even know the song. I was going to be like, <laughs> it's a good song, but guys, but I'm like, I can't even say that. I don't really know the song. It is a good song. I'll I'm sure that. it's a great song. Um, and they also, like, he uh, helped um, uh, desegregate a, a southern town and all of this stuff. I would put that, yeah, like, sure, that that's important. Yeah, but, but they, do, they, they do say, um, like, oh, these aren't, these aren't very earth-shattering accomplishments, to which Al responds, well, they were earth-shattering to those who were affected, which is a pretty good um, kind of thesis statement for the show. That's true. That's actually true and very nice. And again, it's uh, very much just... Uh, um, I mean, this this the conceit of this trial will end up being important later on, but also this is a good sneaky way to basically tell people this is what the show is about. We don't do big historical... Um, changing history things we just do small affecting the lives of everyday people history things yeah which is very sweet and and, and it's a clever it's a clever kind of structural device as well yeah yeah that's, that's basically us to a t you're like oh yeah that's emotionally sweet and i'm like no but it's good storytelling yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's it for <laughs> yep they also do um uh, our rem- episode of i'll also mention just uh they they say what quantum leap costs basically they say uh they spent 43 billion dollars up front and now it's 2.4 billion dollars a year oh that's too much (laughs) (laughs) oh that's far too much money i'm 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 with u.s senator um that's a lot of money but uh okay anyway fair enough uh and you know as a little side note dean stockwell cuts a nice figure in a uniform yeah he's in his uh full-on um admiral white's yeah. Uh, and he's also got a silent lawyer also in uh, uh, Navy Whites. Oh, yes, that's right. Right next to him. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then we find Sam, and he's on a train. No, 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 oh, no, no, oh, no. wait, as soon as he leaps. He's in a tree. Oh, you're right. I, we, we, I didn't even write anything about this after, part. After the opening credit <laughs> sequence, uh, we cut to Sam at, in, at the end of a leap that we didn't actually see. But he's right. in a tree trying to rescue a cat. And then for an old lady, for an old lady who's very uh, uh, worried about the cat, um, he has a quick conversation with Al. Um, Al 
after having gone to um, this uh, Senate meeting and they're like, oh, well, he asked, oh, this is the thing we need to uh, establish in the Senate meeting. Al basically said, oh, um, so the things that he's done in the past aren't important enough. Okay, if I can get my funding, I can make Sam change something really important in the past to prove A, that he's there and B, uh, that he's doing important stuff. So while while he's in the tree trying to rescue the cat, um, Sam is having this conversation where Al is trying to convince him to go and stop the Cuban Revolution. Oh, yeah. Because it's, at that time it's like 57 or something. And he's like, oh, well, while you're here, if you could just stop Fidel Castro from taking yeah. power, that would be super great. But accidentally Sam saves the cat and immediately uh, leaps yeah, which was also kind of a funny scene in and of itself where uh, she's like, quick, save Ginger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, come on, Ginger. And uh, Al says, poor guy named Ginger or He says whatever. Uh, uh, his name is Ginger. Probably that's why he went up the tree in the first place. Yeah, and then uh, Sam has a whole thing about he. I'm like, oh, man. Like, who fucking <laughs> this cares? Gender dis- <laughs> <laughs> this... this- whole issue about gendering this cat who doesn't even give a shit what its name is because apparently cats don't care what their names are they can recognize their names yeah they just don't care oh no (laughs) i mean why wouldn't they yeah look my my name is leet and i barely care (laughs) you know what good point do i really care about about my name but anyway that's just a fun little like why are they so upset about misgendering this cat yeah did you say ginger or gender I said ginger. Are you misgendering this cat? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> misgendering a cat. Oh, that was a good way to start this episode. Also, like, it's an apt name. It's a ginger cat. Like, you can't... No, it's not. It was gray. <laughs> Was it? It was like a I great thought it was like I thought it was tabby. like Vincent. Maybe I was just looking at Vincent the entire time. Yeah, I do have a, a ginger cat. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So after Sam accidentally saves the cat, he leaps and immediately he, he leaps into a dude who's making out with his wife. Yeah, he's just like he he starts out fully kissing a woman. Yeah. And for a second, he opens his eyes and looks a little confused, but then he keeps kissing. Yeah. Um. Can we just talk about how like. In the first five minutes of this leap, not the first five minutes of the episode, but like as soon as Sam leaps in, the next five minutes, I'm going to say about a minute and a half is them smooching. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a lot. And then a, a, a porter comes in. The porter comes in. And he's like, oh, sorry, folks. And uh, they're like, oh, they're all flustered. Yeah. He goes, I've seen more than kissing on this train. Yeah, they call it the Honeymoon Express, which is apparently what they call the train from New York City to Niagara Falls, because everyone goes for a cheapy, cheap uh, honeymoon in Niagara. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny, because then I thought, this nice old man has is basically saying that he's watched couples yeah, he's have watched, sex on He's watched train. people fuck. He's like, I've, I've seen so many things on Oh, this man, train. the number of dongs. <laughs> like, oh. All right, simmer down. <laughs> but also, like, Sam is, in his usual aw shucks fashion, like... Every time oh. anyone intimates that they might have sex tonight, he's like, nope, 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 what, nope, what? nope. What? No, no, me and my wife. <laughs> he's like, the, the porter says, oh, would you like me to make up the upper or lower bunk? He goes, both. 
And he's like, um, oh, will you guys be uh, dining in your compartment or in the dining car? And uh, um, his wife, Diane, says, uh, in the compartment. And Sam goes, in the dining car. And then the porter says, oh, this is the first time I've seen the uh, husband say uh, the dining car. And I'm like, again, what's with this weird gendering thing? Yeah, this episode is very concerned with a lot of weird shit. Like, yeah. This this is the first episode, well, maybe not the first, but this episode tackles or tries to tackle um, <laughs> the morality of oh, sleeping yeah. with women that don't know that he's Sam. Yeah. I don't I don't think it really tackles that question. It, it, it tackles, tackles his feelings yeah. about it. Yeah. I guess. Well, eh, we'll and get it to doesn't that. do it well. Yeah. Is what I'm going to say is it comes to the very wrong conclusion. They kind of here's the thing. They kind of well uh they brush past um the question of Sam raises the question like, "Oh, she doesn't know I'm not her husband." He says that and then they brush immediately past it and they're like, "Oh, well, fuck her anyway." And then Sam says, "But it's wrong to sleep with a woman you don't love." Yeah. And that be- immediately becomes the moral quandary of this episode and not the fact that she's being deceived. Well, that's the crux of it for me is that for him, it's like, but I don't love her. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, so then we can extend that and be like, consent isn't an issue as long as you love yeah. her. It's, uh, Sam is only concerned with his own personal purity and not with the question of consent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which um, is... Uh, it's a weird. It's a very weird thing in this. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and and the fact that like she, her one goal on this train, I mean, apart from like when the danger happens, yeah, and well, she wants to, stay to survive. Alive, yeah. Yeah. Apart from survival, is to fuck him. Yeah. That's all she wants. Yeah, and she's being very clear about that. Yeah. And he uh, tries to explain that he's Sam, and that doesn't quite work out. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, he tries to put it off, and it's like, uh, but but it's all about the fact that he doesn't love her, so he feels guilty, which is so missing the mark of, mm-hmm. and and the fact that I'm like, that makes me think of all the past episodes. I'm like, so that's what you were worried about yeah. every time this was an issue, where like a woman's like, why don't you touch me anymore? Yeah. Like, and it's crazy. This is like 1990. Yeah, it's not long enough ago yeah. for this. To be I mean, it would have to be, like, literally leave it to Beaver for that to be a real sentiment that people actually think in the world. Yep. Yep. Anyway, we'll yeah. we'll approach that when... We'll cross those bridges when we come to them. It's bananas. Yeah. Oh, um, and right away, so uh, she's... Like, uh, as Leet said, we start out with a lot of making out. A lot of smooching. A lot of smooching. And she starts undressing herself, and mm-hmm. Sam, you know, scrambles his way out of it. Yep. And Al is uh, lingering on her bosom mm-hmm. uh, quite a lot because that's what he does. That's what Al does. And then uh, I just remembered how much Al loves tits, and he fucking um, loves them. <laughs> so I just thought I'd point that out. Yeah, we had that, and and <laughs> we got this amazing part where she's buttoning up her dress. Mm-hmm. And uh, they keep panning over to Sam, who's looking over and, like, ogling her a bit and feeling guilty about it. Back to her. She's still 
on the same button yeah. and then back over to Al who's looking at her lustfully and then back to her and she is still on the same <laughs> but button. But only got that one second and a half of footage. <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, you're absolutely That's correct. Is, yeah. I was like, why is she having so much trouble with this dress? <laughs> There's and, a- uh, it's Now that I know it is quite obviously the same shot. Yeah. Um, one funny thing that, uh, happens here, which I thought was, again, like, pretty decent storytelling, is when, when Sam excuses himself to the bathroom to, A, have a conversation with Al, and B, kind of cool off and get himself away from Diane for a couple of minutes. He, he's taking off his jacket, and he realizes he's got a gun in a shoulder holster, and he immediately looks terrified, and he's like, oh, fuck, who have I leapt into? And he thinks for a second, and then he checks his wallet, and he turns and sees that he's got a badge, and he's a cop, and I was like, oh, that's... Pretty good visual storytelling there. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, he sees a gun. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm a killer. And then looks and he's like, oh, no, I'm a good guy. (laughs) Fine. I mean, and still it's like, you're on your honeymoon and you've got a piece. Like, I don't know. But then again, it's 1960. I could, and, and you're in the States, maybe. That's just. How things are. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, his name is uh, yeah Tom McBride. We've we learned that it's uh, April twenty seventh, nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Um, Al says, "Okay, well, basically, you fucked up that uh, Cuban Revolution thing. Um, what you're really here to do in nineteen sixty is um, apparently this is when the Soviet Union shot down uh, an American U two rocket and." Um, mm. That was some kind of like heightening of the Cold War, something, something, something. I don't know the history of it, but um, Sam says, what am I here to do? And Al says that. And Sam immediately goes, no, that's not what I'm here to do. Well, and Diane's father is... Yeah, Diane's father is a senator senator who apparently is tight with... A U.S. senator? Yeah, a U.S. (laughs) senator who's tight with uh, President Eisenhower, so... That's why Al thinks he can actually accomplish this. But Sam is like, no, I don't. That's not what usually the kind of thing that I do here. What am I actually here to do? And and Al goes, no, that's it. And he goes, what, well, what does Ziggy say? And then Sam, as Al says, um, well, what Ziggy says is that you're supposed to help her pass her bar exam. And Sam's like, yeah, that sounds more up my alley. Yeah. But also, it's like Al keeps being like, "You're gonna make love to your wife. You're gonna, you're gonna fuck you're gonna her blue. Do it again. You're gonna do it again and again. And then she's gonna be exhausted. And then and you're then, gonna make her study. And then she's gonna call her father <laughs> and tell him about the U two rocket. You're gonna blow her mind and like." You're going to fuck her so hard that she's going to want to call her father. Yeah, you're going to make her call you daddy and then call her daddy and tell her daddy to call his daddy, President Eisenhower, and get the daddy rocket off the daddy Soviet Union. And then you're going to fuck her again. And then fuck her again. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just wrote, like, Al is super gross and just wants to watch Sam fuck women. <laughs> That's it. That's all Al That's wants it. to do. That's all Al wants in the world. <laughs> it's snowing again. God damn. But it's, like, misty in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I just anyway. hate this. It's mid-March. I just want to say it's that. Mid-March, it's mid-March. But this is usually the time where we get, like, second winter or third winter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Sorry, Lee. I miss Victoria. I miss Florida. It <laughs> was Florida. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, just sat on the beach and tried not to cry knowing that I had to go back home. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, and then we have Sam, like, taking pauses in this episode, which he's going to continue to do because he did it last season, where he looks up to the sky and says, like, if this is what you want me to do, please show me a sign. Or, like, it can't be that I'm here to fuck this woman. <laughs> like... He has this weird religious moral quandary mm-hmm. about having sex with her that he keeps involving God in. Yeah, and God that like, I find weird. God's like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't have sex ne- with her. Like every single time so far, I've left you out before the fucking part. Like, take a hint, dude. Yeah, you're not here to fuck women. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Anyway, uh, Sam <laughs> comes out of this conversation with Al to see. Let's uh, stop. Yeah. Train, train time. time. Oh, that was almost harmony. Almost unison. Almost anything. <laughs> it was almost music. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, um, what's the word? Not polytonality. What's the? Atonality. H- but no, it was A-tonal. like, cause we were off by like hemi demi semitones. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, so it's, it's like, it's like multi-tone. Multi, is that what it is? No, it's I like don't know. More, more, more tones than your, your Western diatonic scale mm. is my point. Hmm. There's Something, a word for that, but. <laughs> listeners, if you know the answer to the thing that Leet's talking about, you know tweet what I'm us talking at about. Kristen Leet. At Kristen Leet. Your one-stop shop for all things Kristen Leet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, Sam goes back to his compartment and sees um, this dude um, dragging Diane out of the thing and tr- taking her off the train, and then he chases them down. Yeah, and then uh, and then he takes out a because because the guy takes out a knife. Yeah, the guy we're gonna... gonna learn is Roger, so let's just call him Roger. Yeah, Roger. 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 Uh, he pulls out a switchblade, and then Sam pulls out his gun and scares Roger away, and then. Well, Roger, in answer to the gun being taken out, pulls out a cigarette, which is, like, both super cool and super dumb at the same yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we learn that he's Diane's ex-husband, yeah. and he was emotionally abusive. And and there's a story, like, it takes a while for us to figure it out, because he talks about the Gestapo for a bit, and I'm like... Is, it seems is irrelevant. He, is he a Nazi? It's like, he sounds French, but why is he talking about the Gestapo? Is he... A Nazi? What's the? What's the? the I don't know. Um, we have eventually learned that what he is is he's a French arms smuggler. That he during World War Two he smuggled arms into France for the resistance, and now he's just a generic arms smuggler. Um, and there's a weird backstory there. The backstory I thought was a little bit ridiculous because, so um, Roger says in this scene like I had a dream that you know you were with this man. Blah blah blah, and he talks about this dream, and he mentions the Gestapo and, and whatever. But then he says something like, "And then this man, you know, like I see that he is you to Sam or whatever." And he's like, "Except for the eyes, like you don't have the eyes of someone who can kill." Yeah. And um, later on, he explains that he can kill Roger. Um, Roger can kill because he's like, "Well, I've done it before, and I <laughs> killed a woman who gave all the names of." the people in the resistance to the, the Nazi, Gestapo, to yeah. the Gestapo. And then he's like, oh, why didn't she kill you? And he's like, well, she didn't give them my name because she was my mother. And I killed that bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, so what this scene is for is to tell us that Roger is so hardcore that he <laughs> murdered his own mother. It's very pulpy. That's what had occurred to me. This is a pulp novel. It was a bit much, Donald. It's a lot. Like, Donald Belisario 
It was a little bit much. Who was, in fact, the credited writer of this episode. <laughs> Great. So, Donald, go, go figure. We, can, we can just fully blame Donald 100% on this one. <laughs> so, it's very weird. <laughs> Roger was a bit over the He's top. He's a lot. <laughs> I have to say. But he wears a fantastic white uh, coat. And he can hold a cigarette with the best of them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he, he was something. We go back to the, um, the hearing room at the Senate. Um, Al... Uh, they they say, oh, we've reached our decision. Uh, Qu- Project Quantum Leap is going to be shut down. Al asks for a 48-hour postponement because he's going to get Sam to change the Russia thing with the Yuzu rocket. Mm-hmm. And then if they come back on Monday morning and um, history has been changed, which I don't like, again, you don't. Al, think this through. If history has changed, then they won't remember the original timeline. This is the thing that bugs me. And I'm like, maybe they're because they're recording their conversations. But But then then the recordings would change. Have you never seen a time travel movie, Al? That's what's driving me crazy about this episode, too, is I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't understand how any of this could work. He did not think this through. But this is his plan. He's like, okay, um, so they offer, they give him a 48-hour postponement. Uh, in which time Sam has to completely change history. And then... Uh, We're back on the train. Back on the train. Have we passed the point where... Let's see. Are they in the dining car? Yeah, this is the one where um, she's freaking out because her ex-husband turned up and threatened her with a knife and blah, and blah, blah. she's like, I'm so sorry that I didn't tell you about him. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a really big thing to not tell your fiancé. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of... Yeah. And he's like, you're fine. It's fine. I'm like, it's not really great. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, you could, I mean, Al, you could probably, or sorry, Sam. Sam, you could probably be like, you know what? Yeah, you should have told me. You should feel terrible, Diane. You should, you (laughs) endangered us both. And like, I love you, but like, be fucking cool for a second. Well, also you married a cop. So like, I would think it would only behoove you to mention it. Yeah, and she says, she makes an excuse, which is like, oh, I didn't want to tell you because if... If you didn't know, then it didn't happen for you. And if it didn't happen for you, then I can pretend it didn't happen for me. And blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, but... Donald, do better. Do better. Al, Al shows up and they do one of these uh, weird three-way conversations here. Yeah. Um, uh, at one point, she uh, he says that he was able to read books at the age of two. And she goes, what were you, some kind of child prodigy? And then Al shows up and says, yes, he was. In At five, he was doing calculus in his head. At 10, he could beat a computer at chess. The two metrics for intelligence that yeah. we have is ca- calculus and chess. Uh, those are smart things. Those are smart things. But like, according to TV writers, they are the only two smart things. Yeah. Um, and this is still not the dining car, right? Um, this is, yeah, this is the dining car where... I mean, we have the champagne bubbles. What, what was okay. the dining car well, thing because, you're thinking of? Well, I'll tell you what I didn't like is um, she's like, hey, doesn't that guy look weird? Like what? He's drinking a French drink. He's drinking a cure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you're overreacting. I'm like, first of all, she's not. Like yeah. she almost got thrown out of a train by her ex-husband who's French. So like, fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, it turns out that guy was in fact. She was absolutely right. She was right about this guy. He, he was in fact in cahoots <laughs> with uh, the fucking Roger. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fuck good you. on you. Like she's a better detective than fucking Lieutenant McBride. Yeah. Fuck you, Sam. Um, and then so Sam goes like, you know, the first time I rode a train, I was confused and frightened that everyone else was out to get me too. And she and she's like, how old were you? And he's like, I was two. Yeah. And um, I'm like, so you're calling her a frightened. Yeah. confused two-year-old honey you're acting like a stupid baby 
exactly. And she's right. I just thought, like, this is really shitty. Yeah, and then he yeah, distracts yeah. her with this, like, look at the bubbles in the champagne. I'm going to read your champagne bubbles. Don't you know that that's a thing? Obviously it's not, but I'm just being cute. And flirtatious. Is. is it? I think uh, reading champagne bubbles is an actual thing. Well, that's stupid. Basically, well, I mean, yeah, but you believe a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> I know. I draw the line at champagne Pretty bubbles. much anything that is <laughs> random has probably been used to tell fortunes at one time or another. I'm sorry. If you're a champagne bubble reader, I apologize. I'm sure it's a valid form of, um, what's the word? Um, um, divination? Mm. Yeah. What's the, I know that tea leaves are tassiomancy. Um, I'll believe you. Okay, fine. No, no, I mean... Champagneomancy. <laughs> yeah, um, vinomancy? Maybe. 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 Hmm. We have a good line here where um, when uh, Sam once again excuses himself to the bathroom so he can go talk to Al. And Al goes, oh. why, wh- why do you always go to the bathroom? Sam, I'm starting to feel like a pervert. <laughs> and Leek goes, you are a pervert. You are, but this is established. But the thing is, and here again is another thing about this show, is that he thinks he's a pervert if he goes into the men's room. Yep. Which is a big homophobic thing for feather in Al's cap yep. basically uh, but he's not a pervert to go into women's change change rooms or washrooms and watch women without their knowledge or consent according to Al and yep. so that's just a nice gross thing about Al again yep 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 yep, yep. that's probably a good nomination for an old boys this, this yeah. season <laughs> yeah now that we've introduced this concept like it's gonna be every episode oh old boysy moment that that was a huge old boysy moment yep um um, this is, yeah, and in this, in this conversation, oh, in this bathroom conversation, we see, uh, Al has had at least five wives and doesn't remember their names or like. Except for Maxine, his fifth wife, who used to flavor her toes with mint leaves. I missed that part. I must have been writing my note about how they don't remember, he doesn't remember their names. You know, he remembered Maxine with the minty, minty toes. <laughs> minty Maxine. <laughs> you need like a nice mnemonic device for each of them. <laughs> Uh, we also missed the part where um, she's talking about passing the bar exam, and he's like, yeah, and then you can be, uh, oh, because the wine bubbles say you're going to be a great um, lawyer, and he goes, you're going to you're gonna go into contract law or something. And she's like, ugh, and he's like, oh, not that okay, uh, politics, and she's like, okay, maybe, and then uh, he says, like, you're going to be the first president to give birth in the Oval Office. And she giggles. And I'm like, so this is also fun. Because it's like, on the one hand, you're saying she will, she can be the first female president. And I'm like, that's exciting. Yep. On the other hand, you're saying that her greatest achievement will be giving birth in the Oval Office. Which, uh, so, double whammy there. Also, let's, like, let's talk about how sweet it is. The notion that, eh, they're in 1960 now. That means maybe... It would be 1995 when she was ready to be president. Like, you know, have enough experience in the Senate and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, that's we, a nice uh, yeah. quantum leap projection of a future that never was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So then as Al's talking about Minty Maxine and his other wives. Um, <laughs> this is the conversation where Sam says it's not morally right to sleep with a woman you don't love. And Al reply, and and uh, then he looks pointedly at Al or something, and Al says, "I have loved every woman I have ever slept with at the time I slept with them." Yeah, and and this whole thing is so f- silly too because it's like 
it's morally wrong to sleep with a woman you don't love. It's like, not really. If you're, again, if yeah. you're both into it, yeah. go for it. Let's but talk about consent for a minute, it's, Sam. It's never about what she wants with him. It's just about, yeah. is it right for me to do this, given that... I don't even know this woman. And it's granting like, that, like, hey, guess what? This woman isn't in love with Sam Beckett. Yeah. Like, like so, she wants me so bad. It's like, no, she wants her fucking husband. Yeah. And if if you're like, oh, you know what? I've come to love her. Therefore, it's okay for me to sleep with her. You're still putting her in a situation where, according to your fucking rules, she's doing something immoral. You're missing the entire thing, Sam. Sam... Grow up. Sam, grow up. Okay? <laughs> grow up, Sam. You're acting like a 12-year-old. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. And then he's like, I don't love her yet or something. And then, he, so, so I'm like, okay, so now the mission of the show is he's got to fall in love. Yeah. I'm like, there, oh, come a, on. There's the thing he says, like, um, I don't love her yet. And Al goes, yet? And he goes, well, <laughs> I guess maybe I'm starting to. <laughs> it's like, what the You've known her for six hours at most. It's just whatever. And, like, like and I'm Al- like, either fuck her or don't. Like, I'm getting so fed up with yeah. the debate around it. It's like just. <sighs> and for sure, and and then you Al know? leaves the scene. We leave the scene with Al basically. Going, you know what, Sam? You're gonna have to fuck her. Like this is where we're at, Sam. You're gonna fuck this it's woman. It's your honeymoon, and honestly, it would be weird if you didn't. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> this is your job now. I guess this is your job. <laughs> And I'm like, also, the person to give this pep talk is not Al. Yeah. I mean, who, who though? <laughs> the expert on who consent. Else? Um, like the fucking, the fucking computer? Like, who, 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 who Ziggy could do says. this? Yeah, like, look at this Ziggy's thing. Um, so he goes in, and then she's... Um, he has she's, a conversation by himself with God about if he should have sex with Diane in this moment. Yeah. I'm like, Which again, like, leave God out of this. God has left the room. <laughs> God in this moment is um that gif of Homer Simpson backing away into the bush. <laughs> uh, he goes in and she's she's again wearing lingerie and uh, and just wants to plow him and he starts. He says, "Oh, this is my strategy now. I'm not your husband. My name is Sam Beckett. I'm an uh, 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 quantum physicist from the future and she's like oh mm, yeah and guess what i'm a sexy spy she says my name is lara and i'm an i'm a kgb spy and i was like this is so specific that i'll bet the twist is that she is lara a kgb (laughs) spy but it didn't turn out it just was that would be really funny yeah um so it didn't work when he tried to be honest either. Yeah. But also, like, this is good because uh, he says, my name is Sam Beckett. And she goes, oh, like the playwright? And I was like, yes, every single person should be asking this question. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's a smart one. Then he excuses himself. Mm-mm. No, this is where she sees Roger out the window. Oh, so yeah. they're like, again, we're getting to the point where, like, he's, like, inches away from... from <laughs> Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, capitulating. Like, yeah, he's like he's like so close to to plowing her, and then uh, she sees who she thinks is Roger out the window and starts to freak out. Yeah, and says, "Oh, I saw him. He was wearing his own, his his um, trench coat. It was definitely him." Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sam goes, "Okay, I'll go search the train for him." Uh, puts on his gun, puts on his jacket, and goes to search the train. And then the suspicious man drinking the French drink bumps Kier. into him. What is it? Cure. It's uh, kind of like I think it's like kind of like prune wine or some shit. 
It's a weird Sounds drink. Sounds awful. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it's a weird drink. Anyway, so he bumps into this uh, yeah. guy who's pretending to be drunk, and I'm like, the guy's stealing his gun. Yeah. Turns out the guy stole his gun. Yeah. They did that very... great thing where, um, you know, he's picked his pocket, and then, like, the nanosecond Sam turns his back, he's like, oh, look at this gun I found. Ah! And he shows the audience. <laughs> look at this gun. Shows the bartender. Shows yeah. everyone on the train, like, I have a gun. I am a world-class pickpocket. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Sam... And then as soon as he's lifted the gun, he fucks off. Sam walks and sees uh, Roger sitting there. They have a nice conversation it's about how very, he killed his mother. Very tense conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, again, like a nice little scene. Um, um, they do the classic fucking, like, the most insane thing. They're like, if you are writing a TV show in the 90s and you want to show your character is uh, like a criminal uh, madman, the thing you have him do is, I killed my psychiatrist. And that just (laughs) ticks so many boxes. Uh, Yeah, this guy was just like, it's like, you know, the the French guy in, or not even the French guy in Indiana Jones. I'm thinking of... Belloc? Belloc? But not even, like, the German guy with the glasses. The guy with the hanger. Like, that's this yeah. guy. And he's in the wrong damn show. Yeah. Um, I'm like, he, you need to be, like, yeah, in a tomb. Like, open the tomb. Yeah, like, but again, why I are you in this place? This guy is my nomination for our Dixie of the Week. Because I think he's really? acting this part impeccably. Like, he's so good at this, like, really effete, uh, mannerly... Thing. And he, maybe he doesn't he doesn't go quite far enough in the insane th- moments, but yeah. like he's just like he's like the your charming World War Two uh, um, clearly European yeah cle- European uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, profiteer like a war yeah. profiteer and yeah. Uh, this yeah like a very very gentlemanly effete character who uh will kill you as soon as look at you like it's he's doing a good job of that acting yeah yeah he's he's doing a very good job of of it and, but you're and right, with he's his not... material he's if we have to have a dixie of the week it's him we only have f- the four characters we have sam yeah. al diane and we have all of the senators you listed and we have this guy and then there's the porter <laughs> Yeah. These are the characters uh, we have. The, the conductor does a little bit. He does like two lines. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically just like, oh no! Yeah. Um, Even the like the, the French bodyguard who steals Sam's gun, I don't think he has any lines. No. He's a featured extra. He keeps just running in menacing. and fighting people, but like, doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, anyway. yeah, so this guy for sure is Yeah, I agree. Dixie. I mean, and like, he just, nobody else is matching him is the thing. He thinks, he thinks they're in like this silly pulp show that the script is indicating. Yeah. With his backstory and all that stuff. But like, everyone else is just like, I'm a happy-go-lucky 1990s actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Diane's okay, but she's, she's okay. Yeah, she's fine. Um... Yeah, uh, and then we have this whole part with Al and Sam talking to each other where uh, Al reveals that if Sam doesn't stop the U2 thing, yep. um, then uh, this may be their last time they see each other. And and then Sam starts crying, so it's your favorite part. Oh, I didn't even know he was crying. I mean, no, I just he, 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 was, looked, he was just, he was just he getting upset. Sad. He was yeah. looking up, he was being upset, but... I did like that. I know you did. <laughs> 
I want, and they try to hug, but it doesn't work. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's one of those things that, um, Al says, they're going to shut down Quantum Leap unless you do this YouTube thing. And, and Sam goes, well, I can't. And he leaves. And then he pauses for a second. And he comes back and he's like, oh, if they shut down Quantum Leap, <laughs> then we'll never see each other again. I love a good bromance. Yeah. Um, that's very uh, sweet. Again, he's doing his good, his his good sad acting, which is, I think, kind of Bakula's best acting. Yeah. Yeah, him sad is him at his best. <laughs> you're, uh, you're right. The note I have is Sam's going to miss his friend. Yeah. Yeah, I was just waiting for an I love you. And he has the, yeah, they, they, don't, they stop short of saying I love you, which is bullshit. Just say it. Say he's it, guys. Friend. Guys, just say it. <laughs> Don't no homo this bullshit. Just tell your friend you love him. <laughs> he has a moment where he goes, I don't think I can do this without you, oh. Al. And his oh. voice breaks a little bit, and then Al gives him a pass. Like, of course you can. Like, you're not going to because you're going to get this U2 rocket thing. But even if you had to, you could do it without me. And yeah. It's like very, very, um, very nice. Very sweet. Um, but then Sam immediately goes to Diane and says, Diane, could you call your daddy for me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you, I just, really quick, can you She's just... She's like, I can't, he's in Canada. For a week, which then, like, it's over the time limit for this U2 rocket thing. So he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to lose Al now. Bye. Yeah. Um, and she has this, she's like, I'm so scared. Oh no. And, um, <laughs> that was a great impression. Thank you. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm a widow baby. <laughs> I'm a widow baby lady. Um, and she does this thing like 30 times in this episode where she like nuzzles her head into his shoulder. Just like, Oh Tom. And he's like, Oh, sexy lady. On oh my no. Shoulder. Oh, oh no. He swats her away like a caterpillar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And she, he says, uh, oh, she's like, oh, I'm so scared that Roger is going to do something. And they're locked. They've locked themselves in. Uh, at this point, Sam has gone to the conductor yes. and said, radio ahead to, to to Niagara so the cops can pick up this fucking crazy dude. Uh, then he goes back and locks themselves in the uh, in the uh, stateroom. And he's like, guess we should just stay here locked up and then the police will be there at the station. Yeah. And she says, oh, but I'm so scared. And he goes, oh, don't worry. I'll distract you. And she starts unbuttoning her blouse. She thinks, yeah, that that's... Well, she's still in her, like, nighty. Yeah. And um, uh, and she thinks that means sex. But then he's like, by helping you study for your study the book. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he says... He's like, maybe you should uh, wear something less distracting. More sensible, I think oh, he says. Oh, more sensible. So she goes to get changed. But, like, just the fact that Sam can't abide a naked lady. Do you think that Tom and Diane have had sex? I didn't think so. I mean, they she certainly behaves maybe like they have because when she goes to like role play with him, when he's like, "I'm Sam Beckett, a physicist," and she's like, "I'm Laura, KGB agent," I'm like, if it's your honeymoon and you've never had sex with this man before, <sighs> maybe that's it because weird. she she was married before, so she's had sex. She's maybe sure Tom is sex. a virgin, and so like she's oh. way more experienced than him, and so she's like, "Oh, I guess you want to do role play? Like, sure, it's like kind of junior varsity level stuff, but." Yeah, not that I'm judging. I mean, he did look in the mirror and Tom was like 40. Yeah. But you know what? You do you, Tom. But yeah, because the other thing is like, with the amount that he's trying to avoid it, like, if if Tom and uh, Diane have had sex before, then she would just be like, what the fuck? What's what's yeah, going on? Obviously, like, we should be having sex right what now. What the fuck is going on? But if if he has never had sex... Then it's kind of it, it makes more sense that she would be more patient with him. Maybe 
Maybe that's it. Either way. Follow-up question. Has Sam ever had sex? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but there, there's a bit of a flaw in your logic because you're saying if she's had sex before... You're saying if they've had sex before then this would be weird to her. Yeah. If he hasn't had sex before, then she'd be more patient with him. Yeah. For me, it's more about if they have never had sex with each other yeah. before. Well, I'm assuming... Because that's like what... If, if, if they've been waiting till marriage to... um, yeah. You get what I mean. I mean, yes, but I also assume that if Tom, like the real Tom, has had sex with anybody, then there's no reason why these two wouldn't have. The only reason that these two wouldn't have is if he is himself a virgin and saving himself for marriage. You know what, what? I mean? You're thinking... No, I don't think so. I think if they've both been divorced or had sex with other people, you can still get engaged to someone and be like, we're not having sex you until can, our wedding. You can, but it doesn't Why else read... would Al have married five times? Because he was in love every time. <laughs> I think he just did it because he wanted to fuck all these ladies. But Al and doesn't he, wait for marriage. Yeah, but he probably, maybe there were five ladies who were like, I, I really want a ring on it before we do it. And he's like, well, that's how badly I want it, I guess. That seems like an awful lot of work for Al, but... What do you think, listeners? Tweet at us. <laughs> at Kristen Leet. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-L-E-E-T-E. Bing. Anyway. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. Um, yeah, so that she gets, she she puts on clothes, and guess what? They're in a small contained compartment, so when he says put something more sensible on, it means she's going to get naked in front of him, and then he gets super flustered about that. Yep. Um, so that's all. And then we also, I'm just going to say, at this point we cut to a commercial, but we cut with a bumper of a train entering a tunnel, and it's the very first time that that image has not been used oh, to indicate sex. Ew. I like, didn't even think of that. Like it's fully like the train. But they didn't have sex. They so didn't. Not yeah. a, not even at all. So it's just like a weird place to put that. And like <laughs> unless again, Donald is trying to be ironic with it, because then we come back from commercial and it's the train exiting the tunnel. <laughs> and it's like that, that didn't happen. <laughs> just ignore the uh, symbolism. Yeah. Of this. Uh, what do you have next? Because I, I think I stopped taking notes for a little bit. Um, we have um, the bad guys trying to break into uh, their compartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam hears them. Again, it's one of those ones where like they're real close to fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Diane, they've been studying for a little while. And then Diane says, that's enough studying for a while. And they close the book and she leans in. And he goes, shh, 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 shh. And he hears noises outside the compartment. Then they do that old gambit where uh, they pull the emergency brake. The train stops. Um, the bad guys bust into the room and they see the window open. They stick their head out the window and see Sam running away. And they're like, ah, they most, must both have left the compartment. Uh. If the goal here is to um, steal Diane. Mm-hmm. And you see or Sam. Dion. Dion. As um, Roger says. As Roger says. But if, if the plan is to steal her and they lean out the window and see Sam running away, my inference would be she's still here. Right. Don't you think? At I least don't know. Maybe. one I mean, of them is might Is that chase... his goal or is his goal to kill Tom? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Because he said that he was going to kill Tom. But there's he... also two of them. They could just one chases after Sam and one go after Diane, who is clearly still in this room somewhere. That's what they should have done. Yeah. But... 
you know. Yeah, but anyway, um, they 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 have a fight on the train tracks. It's not that exciting. No, it's just a big old train fight. Sam Sam seems to come out the winner. He um he manages to disarm um uh, Roger oh, okay. of his uh, of his switchblade, and he gets the train to start running with both of them off the train. Uh, Roger manages to get back on the train using the fucking um. Cape oh, Fear. Yeah. He like like rolls under the train and grabs onto the undercarriage. Holy shit, Roger! And then somehow or other manages to get back inside the train from under it. I don't yeah. know what that is. That's not real. Seems poorly thought out. Um, anyway, that's that's where we at. We're at. Uh, so then, when they're on the train together, yeah, Sam goes back and lets Diane out of her hiding place. Of course, Roger comes up behind him with a gun. With a fucking gun. And makes him throw makes Sam throw his gun out the window, which he does, but then distracts him or something, and then stabs him with his own knife. Well, well this yeah, this is what. Um, uh, <laughs> what have I missed? Diane, um, Diane. Oh, they yeah. do the classic thing where um, Roger's got the gun to the back of Sam's head, and Diane goes, "Look, if you let him live, I will." Um, I'll come quietly. I'll come quietly. I'll do whatever you say. I'll go wherever you want to go. Just let him live. And Roger goes, oh, you love him that much? And she goes, yes, yes, I do. And he goes, oh, well, then I have to kill him. (laughs) And so then he's about to pull the trigger. Diane moves the fucking gun out of the way at the last second. Sam turns around and stabs Roger with his own switchblade that he confiscated from him earlier. stabs him, like, in his side of his abdomen. It was in kind of front gut. Front gut. Yeah. Either way. You would not die as fast as Roger It's like died. multiple hours to die from a stomach wound. He just instantly is like, <laughs> But also, can, I just, can we just flag the fact that Sam just fucking killed, killed a guy? Killed a man. This is the has first he not, time. He's kicked he people and yet? punched people. He has never killed someone. Oh, because then Roger says... Um, Next time it will be easier, which is a fucking badass way to uh, uh, yeah. die. That's a great death line. Gotta remember that when I get stabbed. Yeah. Assuming it's the person's first time. No, you know what? It applies. Because it gets easier every time you kill every, someone. I assume. I know. But, I mean, again, it's, again, like structurally speaking, it's a really good uh, thing. For, that... for the listeners, I have not killed anyone. That was a joke. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops on any of this, really. <laughs> don't call the cops on this podcast. We're watching this show legally, I swear. Oh, God. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, yeah, because it, it ties back into earlier where he says, oh, Sam doesn't have the eyes of a killer, and now Sam is a fucking killer and has killed a man. It also suggests that he might have to kill people in future episodes. It, that's very interesting. It's like, hey, season one, Sam didn't kill anyone. S- episode one of season two, like, He's all bets are off. He's now a murderer. Yeah. Um, but he won't fuck a woman he doesn't love. Yeah, he, his his morality is a strange and uh, ever changing thing. Yep. Um. Yeah. Okay. And then they're on their actual honeymoon. Well, we're we're back in, in the, the in the uh, yeah the yeah. tribunal hall thing, and uh, they're talking about how oh look it's it's you know the Monday morning, which actually this made me question the timeline of this whole thing because it seems like time is moving faster for Al. Oh, yeah, you're We've right. We've gone through a, totally a full, right. like, 60-hour uh, period where, like, there was a tribunal one day, he came back the next day, asked for a 48-hour um, extension, now we're on Monday morning. It's been at least 60 hours for yeah. Tom, for, for Al, that is, whereas for Sam, it's been one night. Yeah. So what the fuck is going on here? 
in any case, um, but the the senators, I, I think this is U.S. senator or is this Southern senator? I think U.S. senator is the main guy who's yeah. talking about everything. Uh, so the U.S. senator is talking about how the U-2 rocket thing still happened. And so, like, Al's plan just didn't work. Yeah. Um, so they're going to shut down Project Quantum Leap. Then we cut back to Sam. Uh, yep. Now it's probably in Niagara Falls. I think they're in their hotel room. And he's, again, <laughs> helping her study in order to They're avoid sex. literally in bed, and she's in a nightie, and she's smooching on him, and he's got the book, which is called, what's it called, like, Torts, Retorts, and Subpoenas. T- t- Ritz, Torts, and Subpoenas, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which also reminds me earlier in the episode, the torts, first time. Torts, and Shorts. <laughs> the first time she mentions this book, she says it in such a weird way. She's like, Ritz, Torts, and Subpoenas. Penis, and I'm like, oh god, woman. Well, and then because then uh, I think Sam's the next one to say, and he's like, you know, uh, torts, writs, and uh, 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 you know, sub- and it's sub- like he's afraid you said. to say subpoenas now. <laughs> anyway, at this point, um, um, there he's helping her study, and he uh, asks her one final question, and she answers it, and he goes, "Oh, I love you now." So at this moment, I'm he gets. So horny. We can fuck now because I love you now. And he starts kissing her all over her back and arms. And I'm like, this is very... Yeah. Like, like this, this is, is new. Again, if he's a virgin <laughs> and his, like, go-to move is, I'm going to kiss the small of your back. Like, Oof. good on you, dude. <laughs> good for you, Like, my fucking man. <laughs> go for it. Um, but And then she's looking at the book and realizing how that one mistake... Would have really fucked her up. Yeah, that she would have gotten like 50% of her exam wrong because of this one misunderstanding she had. And she goes, oh, now I'll for sure pass this test. Oh, can, we, can I also just backpedaling one step before all this? Mm-hmm. Um, Sam says to God, either leap me out of here or look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> The one thing God can't do. He's basically telling God, yeah, come on, God. You know how you're omni, om, omniscient? That's yeah. the word. You know how you're omniscient? You just be a little less you just, omniscient. Look, if you're omnipotent, then you can't, you have the power to make yourself less omniscient. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, God? This is a philosophy. Yeah. Complete. Um, uh, yeah, so that's gross. And then as as soon as he realizes he loves her, he's like, I'm, I'm going to yeah, fuck her. Now we're going to fuck. <laughs> and then guess what? In that moment, she's actually distracted by her studies, realizes she made this terrible mistake that would have cost her the exam, and he leaps. And he leaps. Again, once again, certifying <laughs> the fact that God does not want him to fuck women. Like, yeah. next time this comes up, yeah. Like how, like, how come Sam is always looking for signs from God to give him permission to fuck women? But he's never... Ignoring he's the ignoring biggest one that's saying, the, don't yeah. do it. Anyway, he leaps. Um, but then we're back in the um, the room with all the senators. And Al, is there, the, the one, the U.S. senator, yeah. is making a speech about how he's about to shut down Quantum Leap. But suddenly the voice changes. And it's a middle-aged woman's voice. Yeah, it turns out it's Diane in um, bad aging makeup. 
Because and, now that she passed the bar on that time, she ran for the Senate seat and won, and is now on this uh, tribunal that Al is doing for. And uh, even though he still didn't manage to change the U two rocket thing, this having was the thing. This this woman being uh, the chairperson for this committee, she just does it differently and will allow. Um, Quantum Leap to continue. Well, and also because they have a cute little moment where she's like, Sam Beckett, any connection to the playwright? And she's like, oh, maybe I remember a Sam Beckett from, from somewhere. Long time ago, yeah. It's like, yeah, because when you role played with your husband and he said that weird thing about being a quantum physicist. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and- oh, can I just jump back one more thing? I no! forgot to mention. I forgot to mention that while they were in that hotel room studying, right before the last question that Sam asked her, a breeze blew in through the window oh. and turned the pages of the book. So it's God saying like, no, this is the question you have to ask her. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that part. Oh, Donald, you're so stupid. <laughs> Come oh, on. Oh, stupid Donald. That's so stupid. Um, and then uh... I say it with love. I, when I say stupid, I almost always love it. Oh, I love calling things stupid. Yeah. No, just people. But here's my question about the scene. Yeah. I understand that Al is a part of the Quantum Leap Project and yeah. all this stuff. Why, though, is he immune to history? Like... Yes. Yeah. Because when uh, the senator changes from U.S. senator to other woman senator, a.k.a. Diane, yeah. um, everyone else, nobody's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's Diane all of a sudden. They're like, they're just, it's history. Like, history's yeah. been changed, so they're cool with it. What gives Al? I have to assume it's just because he's neurolocked with Sam. Yeah, I could. But I it's can also buy like, that. what is what is there is some kind of science fiction thing where it's like, oh, this one person uh, who's a time traveler, he actually remembers all of the timelines. If he affects something, uh, he re- remembers both the original timeline and the new one that he affected. I don't I don't remember what piece that is, but I, I assume that's what it is. I mean, obviously it's something, whether or not it's yeah. been thought through or not. It's but because it's, it's because like, he was there with Sam, and so he knows what that... Mm, I, that's, it just seems flimsy. It's pretty flimsy. Or, or, do we have any textual evidence that he does remember the original timeline? Maybe he's just like he was looking relieved because um, she allowed uh, Quantum Leap to continue, but maybe he just fully didn't remember the first guy. Maybe. Because hmm. he doesn't say anything. He doesn't go like, "Oh, but you're, you're different. It was a guy in white suit before. What's going on here?" <laughs> I he kind of wish he did. He doesn't do any of that. So maybe it's just like fully he didn't know the difference either. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and that's um, uh, Honeymoon Express. Yeah, it was. Um, it was full of a lot of fun, fun sex things. <laughs> a lot of fun sex things. A lot of um, weird morality. Yeah. A lot of a lot of religious stuff. A lot of God stuff in this one. Yeah, which makes me think because there were there was a little bit of it introduced mid to late season in one in season one. Well, I mean, there was Right Hand of God. I don't remember any other oh, God so, like, stuff. Throughout. Well, a few times, doesn't he leap and he, like, looks to the sky and is like, yeah. what do you want me to do now? Yeah, he does like, do that. So, But it wasn't quite so... Even in the Right Hand of God, it wasn't so... Yeah. It was almost like... In, important, In, in Right know? Hand of God, there was a lot of ironic God stuff. Again, there was yeah. the... It was just that there were none. Amazing Grace tits. Um... <laughs> Uh, but it seemed like it was it was it was kind of religious, but also kind of 
making fun of the fact that it was religious. Yeah. This one was the most overt, like, I'm a Christian boy. Like, God is a character in this show. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me think that we're going to keep going in that direction. Um, so before I get to the prediction, prediction yep. we usually do... We plug our other projects, plug. yeah. You go. Oh, um, um, well, first of all, um, my fun movie improv pitching project, my fun improv movie pitching project is called The Pitch Off Project, and it comes out every Tuesday. Um, I'm also going to put a little worm in your head. Anyone who's listening in London or Hamilton, my uh, musical comedy duo, has uh, a show going up in the London, Ontario, and the Hamilton, Ontario fringes. I will probably um, plug those more when it comes closer. That's exciting. Um, I have a podcast called On a Dark Cold Night. It's an audio drama horror podcast uh, for relaxing, creepy, sleepy times. Mm -hmm. So those were our plugs. Those were our plugs. Um, And now we'd like to thank our sponsor. (laughs) 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 Quip. Why don't you love us? <laughs> if we start giving like Casper mattresses free advertising, will they just? Yeah, I think that's how it works. Notice? Like first you do the ad, <laughs> and notice? then they send you the mattress. <laughs> I need a mattress. <laughs> I've been sleeping on a pizza box. <laughs> One pizza I'm a box. Very tiny person. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway um yeah. we don't have any sponsors but no. <laughs> uh you know if, if we're always open um <laughs> next episode um sam <laughs> leaps into like the first thing we see is basically the travolta pose from saturday night fever basically he's in a white disco suit yeah. bell bottoms and like fully finger in the air <laughs> um a woman dances and starts dancing yeah and uh, shimmies on down, shimmies, shimmies on down, and he, we, we, we jump into him with this pose, and then immediately he's like, oh, I don't know how to dance, and then we freeze frame on him looking awkward. Yeah, so like, obviously, he's a disco dancer, and he has to win a dance competition. Uh, so like, what, what's, um, he has to win this com- he has contest. He to win this competition. The girl is, um... His sister. Like their dancing yeah. partners? Yeah, it's his sister. And, and they have to uh, pay for their mom's cancer treatment. Sure. You don't you okay, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. No, you got it, you got it. I they, actually I don't remember gotta, this episode at all, so this say, isn't spoilers or anything. Sure, let's say that. They have to pay for their mom's treatment. Um and his moral quandary this episode is what if Sam's attracted to a woman, <gasps> but it's the person he's leapt into's sister. Oh my god, but I want that so how much. How does the morality his line of thinking but if I love her, it's okay to have sex with her. And it's like, but he's his. But that definitely brother. would have come up in Kamikaze Kid because she was a babe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The sister, not the fourteen-year-old. Yeah, that would have been such a good twist, though. It's like, oh man, Sam really is Sam. into her. Sam's fallen for the sister of the person he's left into. Oh fuck, that's good. <laughs> oh shit I want to watch that episode but also I don't like, like <laughs> well, I believe it's called Game of Thrones we'll find out next week on the next episode of oh, oh boy, boy it's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Lee. Lee thanks for listening bye